who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Where old stories take on a new life and the world is teeming with possibilities. Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with. Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond, beyond, beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 368. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island. Something's caught his eye. Is there something... Is this good that we didn't even yeah. test anything? No, it's good. Well, I, this is what I do before you get here now. Oh, this okay. is the whole point. This is why I come in here. Why slave are you spiking? I mean, I know you're a la- the, one of the yeah. loudest people on the God's green earth. But oh, you can wire my yeah, levels. You're, you're, they look better spiking over there? over there, and it looks but look like... But look at how you're talking on the little thing. And not to mention, that's the one that matters. Like, watch this. Not talking to that one. Talk. No, don't point. How can you see that far? Just talk. You're not talking. You're pointing. No! Talk into Hello. hello. Yeah, see, they're fine. He's talking with his hands. It's it's how he moves. He talks with his hips at home. Over here, my Canadian maple leaf, the one and only Mitch Dyer. Good day. Good day, Greg Miller. Mitchell, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming to join us. Of course, anytime. You wore a button shirt. I did, just You're, for the occasion. Look at you two, buttoning it up. Oh, got it on lockdown. Button down. they call him. Oh, I know. One of many names I have. How you guys doing? Are, we, are you surviving? There's a lot of games out right now. Yeah, uh, but it, it's really easy to, to play them because none of them work, so you just don't play them anymore. Hold on, hold on. Here's one ahead. Here we go. Are we skipping uh, ahead? Uh, Did I, I jump too far? I got one in here. Okay. Uh, here we go. This one comes from Jose, who wrote into Beyond at IGN.com just like you can. He says, Beyond, Beyond. to Greg Beyond. Colin in the ever-rotating third chair. That's me. No, that's not the right one. Oh, okay. You caught me off guard. I haven't had my cup of coffee yet. It's right there. It's right it's here. It's doing. It's too why hot, don't you just, you know, why don't It's you too spend, hot. Why don't you just spend a little bit of Believe time it or not, there's a lot of coffee. questions about a lot of fricked up games. Yeah. A lot of games are there's a lot out. of games of problems right now. What is up with that? What's up with that? I don't know, man. I, like, I wish Aren't I knew. are we supposed to get better at this as developers? One would on? think. Yeah. What we've, what we've learned this year is that the future is terrible and that whether or not you like it, <laughs> your console <laughs> is an always is online end. console. Mm. Like, if you're not connected, you are getting broken games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's some garbage, man. Like, that sucks. It's, it is such a, a bummer that devs are releasing these games that are broken, uh, whether it's bugs or glitches or lag or servers being down or matchmaking being completely broken. Like, these are significant issues that, you know, some require the internet to even access sure you know matchmaking but at the same time like if matchmaking is broken what are you doing something like halo right like your game is multiplayer only yeah. or not multiplayer only but like multiplayer centric sure doesn't work couldn't make that work what are you doing drive club couldn't make it work far cry having major issues drive club today. is ready drive club is ready it only took one month of me writing 30 daily fix stories about that game being broken it was dean from england he wrote into beyond at ign.com and said beyond beyond I'm seriously worried yeah. that as more and more games have token multiplayer sections, the developers will use this as a tool to enforce an embargo when actually the reason they want an embargo is to hide a buggy game and prevent poor reviews. Would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, Can we you just this, crack this wide open? We saw this with Assassin's Creed Unity, right? Where the embargo for the, our review was later than that of the game actually launching. By 
a large margin. Like it was on the UK for a while. It was like 12 hours. It was out in the East Coast for 12 hours. By, or it was like 15 hours by the time our Jeez, go up. Like you could conceivably finish Assassin's Creed Unity in the time it would take us to be allowed to publish a review. Yeah. Do you think that was what they were doing? I don't necessarily, but like the, the idea of like weaponizing an embargo, I don't necessarily buy into, but it is suspicious, right? Yeah. Like why would Ubisoft embargo something for after launch? What do they get out of it? You know, aside from people not canceling pre-orders. Well, now it's starting to look kind of suspect. Mm. Colin? Oh, I think that, that, you know, I think that what the publishers are starting to realize is that they don't, reviews are good and and and, and obviously they help lots of people make their purchasing decisions, but there's, they have so, so many direct conduits to reach players now, whether it's through their own blogs and their own messaging, their Twitter, Facebook, obviously commercials, that there's no reason to have an early embargo most of the time anymore unless you're super confident in your game because they want to hit at the time when you can buy the game. Right. And so, you can have direct action. Yeah, and at the same time, on the other end, it's it's to, they're certainly trying to hide flaws. These publishers aren't stupid. They, they know what's wrong with the game. They get mock reviews for their games. Yeah. They know, um, ex- you know, it's a lot of people look at publishers and, and you know the PR people and the marketing people, and they're like, "Oh, we don't know. We think our game's great. Like if their game sucks, they know it sucks, and and they do everything they can to try to hide as many of its flaws and blemishes as possible." So, um, you know, with Assassin's Creed, I, I'm not going to play that game, and, and you know, I, I heard it's, no. it's pretty good. The the one thing that made me laugh about Unity was all those pictures going around with with no faces, with no, no faces on the characters <laughs> during like so a really good. intimate, right? Really now the rumor I've scenes. heard about that right so is that awesome. that's a that's a a PC glitch, and it's only if you're running these drivers, and it's like less than one percent. But with the so with the internet and with Reddit, you make one mistake. There's like only one percent of your audience is screwing something up, and it yeah, becomes it's a, so it, it becomes good. a meme, right? Like if right. you have Elise and Arno making out, yeah, yeah. and one of them doesn't have a face, but they have these haunting eyeballs and gums and teeth. Like, all right, did you see the Majora's Mask one? There was one going around that was like uh, was Majora, Majora's, yes. Majora's Mask is being remade by Ubisoft, and they had the original screenshot, and the other <laughs> screenshot it was the eyes <laughs> and the face coming down. I love all the hair bugs where it's like this guy's long, flowy hair just has like no physics on it, so it's wobbling around like yeah. it's windy. It's like what is this? There's just happening? a lot of weird, a lot of weird glitches. Like the games are coming out this fall in, in unacceptable states. Yeah, um, and Drive Club and Halo and. You know, Far Cry's having issues. Grand Theft Auto's having issues. What's Call Grand Theft of Duty issues? had issues. Uh, Grand Theft Auto's issues are like people are reaching, are getting errors when they're trying to transfer their online game, their yeah. online if characters. If you didn't play GTA Five on PS3 in 2014, the data doesn't transfer appropriately. Like, it's like if your last save data is two, year, uh, two From, years, two years ago, yeah, right? Yeah. Like in 2013, it just doesn't know what to do for some reason. Interesting. So no one's inoculated. They'll fix it. Like by the time you hear this, it's probably going to be fixed. Graham Allen wrote into beyond at IGN.com just like you can. It said beyond. 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 I don't know about you, but I am furious. I've been playing Far Cry 4 all morning and during which time I found dozens of glitches and was then booted from my game. It's been almost an hour now and I still can't connect. Is it so much to ask that my $60 gets me a functional game? I'm just about ready to start boycotting DLC and AAA games altogether. I'm really getting sick of this nonsense. So, yes, you deserve a, a game that works when you spend $60 on it. I would be very curious to know one of those dozens of glitches. Like, I just, and not to say that it didn't, didn't happen, but sure. like in my experience reviewing Far Cry 4 on multiple platforms across like 40 hours, nothing. Like, everyone was paranoid after AC, right? Like, everyone was worried, like, oh man, like, this game is a mess. Is Far Cry 4 okay? Like, is it buggy? Is you Like, it's fine. Far Cry 4 performed beautifully for me. Uh, which might point to why that embargo was the Friday before release. Sure. Versus AC Unity, which so happened right before it. Right now, the bugs launch. with Far Cry 4 are if you're trying to play people with so people? So right now, it's the, it's a combination of the PvP servers aren't totally functional. They seem, as of, as of right now, like I have just finished a couple matches. Things yeah. seem okay. Colin and I were laughing at some like lag bugs where uh, somebody would fall down a minute after they got shot in the face and then their body would just flop around on the ground and they'd be like snaking on the ground <laughs> it's like totally funny but also kind of sad but this was after also a morning kind of sad. Kind of sad. Uh, and this was after a morning of you play just being down because God, you, i thought didn't did i dream them saying they weren't going to do you play anymore yes. no that was Where the fu- an elaborate the- fantasy god damn it it's driving me f- Bonkers! I open these games and there's still UPlay certificates. There's in like UPlay like, exclusives here. too. Dude, like, I I took the PC code that we had and I was like, all right, copy paste, put into Steam. Nope, just kidding. Got to use UPlay. 
because it's unbearable. Yeah, the, it's 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 a weird thing. I mean, I've played Far Cry 4 just offline for about 10 hours so far, and, and the only glitch or hiccup I've run into is every time I start the game, after like for about like the about, only glitch I've run into every time <laughs> is about a minute into my my adventure. Every time I like reload my save up from the start menu, the game freezes for like five seconds. Wow, mm. that happens every time. Interesting. And uh, other than that, and the load times are exorbitant. Other than that, you know the the uh, like when you start when you go to start your game from you know the first time and load the map it takes like literally like I'm not even kidding like four or five minutes probably. Like like wow. where like there like it's just. I'm like literally just waiting for the game. I don't even know if that, I don't even know if that's exaggeration. I really don't think it is. Like I've like sat there. I think you know like just writing tweets and checking my mail and yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like going up playing literally. Uh, anything but maybe else more that like works. two or three minutes. I don't know. But whatever it is, a very long. It's cool though. That once you're in the game, nothing loads really, and uh, you know, or just like very brief second long loads. I love the game. Yeah, me too. Pretty game. Like a very lot. pretty. Pedro writes in. This is beyond. 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 Hello, Greg, Colin, whoever devoured Goldfarb's soul. Unless it's Marty or Brian. I love those guys. So he's just insulting you. He's just taking a shot at you. All right. And What's you love Goldfarb more. Than, this is Pedro. Oh, well, Goldfarb's soul resides in my heart, unlike yours. Yeah, bitter, that's right. Bitter Pedro. Man. I have a quick question for Colin. I know that you, just like me, don't enjoy multiplayer that much. Since you've played some Far Cry 4 already, do you think we are missing out on something for just getting the single player? A friend of mine keeps telling me that games these days are designed for multiplayer and that I'm not playing it that the right way. I might as well not play it then. Obviously, I disagree, but I'd like your take on this. No, you're not missing anything. The The game is meant to be played, I think, alone, and the it's Far Cry 3, just on a different map with much more to do. And uh, I think it's still a game that should be enjoyed alone. And with all of these, and with <laughs> best enjoy it alone, and with all of these problems that all these multiplayer games are having, might be a rubber band effect of some sort where people are going to start going back to single player. Well, that's the crazy thing about it is like when you're looking down the barrel of all these problems for online stuff right now, and then you look at like we've been saying for I've been saying for a while that what it looks like next gen is is cooperative play, right? Whether it be the division, yeah. Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, whatever. Well, Far Cry doesn't try to do anything fancy with it either. Sure, it's like here's another dude, and now yeah, the yeah. story missions are off. But go take some outposts and towers together, sure. and it's fun. It's like. Now Colin and I are sharing in the like the chaotic, memorable unpredictability of the game. You make your own little narrative of sure. like the time the badger attacked you, where you're gonna yeah, try yeah. to after. Yeah, and you yeah. need that because Far Cry Four story kind of sucks. But there's still so much stuff coming up that's all about being online, yeah. the division, and all these different things. The crew. Yep. What does this mean for the crew? <laughs> I don't know. Is that, wait, that game's coming out this year, right? Is it? I don't even know. Yeah. It's it's moved around so much. I think I think we have this conversation every beyond. I think it's December teens. That game had. 177 betas, so yeah. it better work. It probably Especially won't. I was going to say, I wouldn't yeah. bet on anything this, this this year. Math says it will not work, but you know, hopefully it does for the people that are going to buy the game. I mean, yeah. it's just, it just seems awesome. like it seems like every someone made a good point on on Twitter. Like every multiplayer game doesn't seem to work this fall, except for Freedom Wars. Yeah, <laughs> a game I have a code for and have not redeemed yet. What the? I know. Fun? I'm sorry. Just get it Easy together. Yeah. Did you see Hulk Hogan's? He he talked about it. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> I did not see. You got to see that one. Yeah, I'll show okay. it to you after this. Everybody should go watch Epinoon. Go.ig.com forward slash Epinoon. Eps, E-P-S. Uh, but of course, this is Podcast Beyond, IGN's PlayStation Podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. Each and every Tuesday, we post the MP3 for your amusement on IGN.com and podcast services around the globe. Then Wednesday, the video goes live for you on IGN, YouTube.com slash IGN, and of course, the completely pre- free dang it, IGN PlayStation 4 app. You almost had that down. You've got that memorized. That's that's impressive. Well, see, I just make, I kind of, I kind of jazz it every time, where I just okay. make, a, I make a little bit. Got it. Then I get ahead of myself, screwed up yeah. like I did there. Let's begin the show with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. I think there are, I don't know. You got some news items? There's a lot of news. news 11, item number 11. One. A baker's dozen. Almost. Far Cry. Still broken. <laughs> number one. For the 10th month in a row, PlayStation 4 was the best-selling console in the U.S. In October, PS4 bested Xbox One, though neither Sony nor Microsoft release specifics sold through numbers. Interestingly, the best-selling game on the, of the month was NBA 2K15 which sold best on PS4. Eight other games available on PlayStation platforms charted in the top ten, including The Evil Within, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, Destiny, Skylanders, Trap Team, which is, I'm sure, riveting. FIFA 15, Madden NFL 15, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Minecraft. Uh, the only game that was on PlayStation that charted was Sunset at number two, and that was Smash Brothers. Sunset wasn't even top ten. No. 
Wow, that's disappointing. It would have been number nine if it was counted by skew, mm, but it isn't because of consoles. Mm, so mm, wait, so they didn't specify units sold, console units sold. Mm, no. What was the last landmark for both these companies? Like nine million? Uh, I thought Xbox One was at like almost ten million. Right, ships. that was like their news thing, right? Like we're almost. And at I 10 think million. Sony's at thirteen point five million. Okay, so they're probably waiting until they hit fourteen. Like they probably sold, you know, three hundred, four hundred thousand, and didn't want to say like, oh, we didn't, you know, not, not a landmark. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. filling in the thermometer in the we'll, lobby. We'll talk a little bit more about that right now. Number oh, two. twist! Mitch Way! Number two. Speaking of sales, PlayStation 4's year one sales are rivaling Nintendo Wii's, or Nintendo's Wii for the quickest selling console over their Ooh. first 12 respective months on the market. In a conversation with IGN, SEA's, that, that's me, by the way, when I say conversation with IGN. Conversation with Colin. Really it was a conversation with Colin. SEA's president and CEO Sean Lade noted that PS4's meteoric sales pace had continued and is currently outselling PS2 when compared to their first years on sale. That puts PS4 in the realm of Wii, though by the Wii's second Christmas, scarcity was no longer an issue. And Wii reached 25 million sold by April of 2008. There are about 17 months on the market. PS4 hovers around 13.5 million units shipped. Its specific sell-through numbers are unknown, though it's safe to assume it'll be around 15 million by the end of the year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, if we assume we're at 15 million by January 1st, then another year, like, by the following November, it'll be probably, I, probably like, around 20. I think it, there, there's no doubt in my mind it will exceed we. We really only sold 25 million. We, yeah, 25 million by wow. 17 months on the market. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, just in hindsight, like it doesn't seem like a lot given how rapidly the new consoles are selling. Yeah, it's just that it's we, just they didn't have them on the store shelves. Yeah, we we, yeah. we had really it was it was um, artificially manufactured, but, but anybody, it was they did have scarcity. Did anybody like the scarcity couldn't have affected Wii that badly, right? Like, did anybody who wanted a Wii still not buy one? Well, they couldn't find one. I couldn't find one until. But you eventually did. Yeah, August two thousand seven was when I actually saw one for the it's first like time. Like that scarcity seems like a non-factor at this point. Like long term, it seems like a non-issue. Well, I think this. No, but I think Nintendo. Nintendo always does artificial scarcity with their sure. consoles, or at least they used to, and and that's a well-known. I mean, this is in a lot of people get mad about that, but it's true. And even in Game Over, which is one of the first and, and seminal books by Nintendo, they talk about the artificial artificial scarcity. And the reason they do that is because you don't see the console, you get a lot of buzz, and then when you do see it, you buy it. Sure. The first two times I saw a Wii, I bought it, even though I didn't even. I need bought it the a Wii U time. on day one because I heard the Target down the road had them. I didn't want one. <laughs> I just had it. <laughs> Cover your bases. Be ready for anything. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think that. Like, the way the numbers explode, if I remember correctly, by the end of the fiscal year, to, no, the end of the actual, so calendar year 2007, it was like 18 million, and then it rose to 25 million in four months. So that's a significant jump. And then, but everyone has to remember that all of we sales, or a significant portion of them happened before 2010, and then everything kind of slowly burned. Yeah. Hmm. Number three. Bloodborne has been delayed. Originally slated to release exclusively on PlayStation 4 on February 5th, 2015, the game will now launch on March 24th in North America and March 27th in Europe. The cause for the delay is to is to do last-minute tweaking, polishing, and bug fixing, no doubt with some issues raised during the game's alpha. It also makes sense from a content management standpoint. Bloodborne and The Order 1886 were originally slated to come out within two weeks of each other, which made literally no sense. <laughs> this gives both games more room to breathe. I hope that was in the news story. I wrote a whole editorial about why that, that, why that was a good Yeah, it was really dumb. Uh, um, that was like really delay. poor management. I'm totally okay with this delay. Like whatever makes Bloodborne, because when we saw Bloodborne for the first time, it was running atrociously. Like yeah. it looked beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frame rate was terrible. Next time we saw it, pretty good. Like not perfect, but performing a little, you know, Better. a little bit off the mark, but still good. Uh, then they had the beta or the alpha, and it was a mess. So anything they need to make Bloodborne perfect, you take that time. Yeah, you have all it takes is like forty more days. Cool. Yeah, no big deal. You can go play the order. And whatever the hell, it's, there's going to be a ton of games in February, March. Number four. As we know by now, PlayStation 4's 2.0 firmware update was broken for many gamers. <laughs> Since then, Sony has stabilized and seemingly fixed the situation with supplemental patches 2.01 and 2.02. In a conversation with VG247, PlayStation Australia's managing director, Michael Ephraim, defensively noted the following. Quote. Hit me. Listen, we're really, really apologetic. <laughs> Dealing with network and digital, I'm not trying to spread or deflect anything, but dealing on such a robust network is a tricky experience. The good thing is we've launched 2.01, which was a while ago, which has fixed the, re uh, the rest mode and has fixed the YouTube app. When asked about how and why 2.0 broke Dragon Age Inquisition in particular, he said, it was very unfortunate, quote, it was very unfortunate. We hate that. The network was down during the 2.0 release. It's very unfortunate. Those things are going to happen over time. We're not bulletproof on those things. End quote. You'll note that he's not very, very apologetic at all. No. He's just kind of, whoop, whoop, that sucks. All right, cool guy. There's a lot of arms and moving pieces here, guys. Things are going to happen. I'm sorry. Get over it. That's, that's the a, game, Dragon Age wasn't even out. Can't be <laughs> bitching about it being broken. Sorry, Vince, you lost 40 hours. 
Here's a cookie. I can't believe that actually happened. He lost 40 hours of the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. He had to start over. He kept doing those bricks, and it bricked hard on him in the middle of the night. Oh, if that happened to me, I'd be like, nope. Yeah, no, I'm off this, <laughs> I am off this review I'm now. reviewing yep. it from what I've seen, and yeah. that's it. In a conversation with IGN, is that you again? president, that's me. So conversation with We're going to have a few more of these. In a conversation okay. with Colin. In a conversation with Colin, SCEA's president and CEO noted that there's a specific reason why we can't yet change our PSN names, and that the issue isn't technical. Is this number five? This is five, yep. Sean Layden has told IGN that quote. Told Colin. Told me. The roadmap for feature extension is very long. It goes from or it goes from here to Hangzhou in China. Layden remarked when I, when I asked about not only changing one's PSN names, but about other off-requested features like deleting unwanted trophies. Quote, we want to give you more control across your experience and your profile and your presence on the network. At the same time, as you'll probably understand, we don't want to make it so that you can go in, grief a bunch of people in Far Cry, change your avatar, change your username, go into COD, and grief everybody over there. We want to stop that. We want to do some name changing in a way that's transparent, but also don't let people morph themselves either. And yeah, it's terrible that you have to make decisions on a service sometimes by optimizing around the bad actor. I hate that we have to do that. So we're trying to balance that between the 99% of users going to have a good experience. How can we how can we help make that happen without giving one more tool to the bad actor to go in and ruin the experience for By others? By charging $10. Yeah, I mean, this is this was an admittedly very strange answer. And people were like, that, that, I thought that it was interesting. It is. But I didn't expect that. I didn't either, but it's it's it was, a, you know, people were like, well, that's that's the ridiculous answer. And I'm like, I'm just reporting what he said to me. Yeah. Uh, but I agree that it's somewhat ridiculous. Just make it so you can't do it more than once a year or something and charge. You could charge. At this point, I said it before. You could charge $25 for this and people are going to pay for it. Like, they're desperate. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, the whole thing with, like, how do you track somebody who's griefing you? You do what Steam does and you track their aliases. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you jump into a game and grief me, I can look at you. I can look at, like, a recent player's list or search your original name and it will. Sh- I click on your name and it sh- shows, like, every alias you've ever had. Gotcha. Like, can you, that- can you change your Steam name as you go? So your Steam ID is always the same thing. Okay. But that is tied to, like, a string of code. Oh, uh, okay, then okay, okay. from there, like, you have a forward-facing name that you can change. Gotcha, and no, I see. if I search Game Over Greggy, you'll pop up. If I search an alias, it'll pop up. Game on Greggy. Yeah. Game Over Greggy. Game <laughs> no longer over Greggy. Eggs, Eggs Benny. My, uh, my suspicion is that, we're gonna, <laughs> is that it's coming soon. Yeah. I, I, I think that they're getting the point. Yeah. Yes, that we're driving home with our worst to- worst PSN. Yeah, I wrote an I wrote an editorial that did hundreds of thousands of views, and we talk about it a lot, and because it's a thing that people are passionate about. Yeah, and they're just a lot of these people are just ignored, and so I'm gonna keep asking the question. And I'm sure it'll be a thing like if you're a plus subscriber, you get like one free change a year or something. Right. You want it, you want this you want this week's worst PSN? Sure. It's a good place to insert Ooh. it. Of course, this is our continuing feature, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a lot of you want to change your PSN names, and a lot of you see bad PSN names, so we ask you to screen cap and send to us it, through the email address. Stop tweeting them at me. I don't care. No. I just don't even look at that tweet. I don't have time for that. Ain't, nobody got time for that. Today's come from Joseph. Joseph says, hello, Greg, Colin, and the beautiful person in the ever-rotating third chair. Hello, Joseph. It's you. I was playing some Call of Duty, and I ran into what I believe is the worst PlayStation Network name I've ever seen. With a name like Nibble on My Nuts with a Z, Nibble on My Nuts with a Z, it's hard to believe what the community can get away with. Thanks, and I appreciate you guys keeping me entertained during my boring science class. Pay attention! You're in class! Learn science! Joseph, it's science! It's important! Uh, This is also a time for a moment of silence, of course. While... This is coming. We find Nibble on my nuts now, nibbling on the PSN mm. out there. We learned uh, via Twitch this week that Long Dong Silver was taken offline. I know. Oh. That's a real bummer. It, uh, it took him only five years to find one him. One of our friends, one of our friends from the original IGN for Haiti livestream? Well, no, IGN Extra Life livestream. Right. Played Uncharted with us, sent us pictures of his girlfriend. <laughs> Turns out. Escalated into a weird place. It, it was a, and it was the middle of the yeah, night, and I was my, shirtless. He was my friend for a long time. Yeah, he now stole- he's gone. He's, he's been, he's been er- eradicated. Long Dong Silver. They took his trophies. They took his name. That's, that's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Nibble on my nuts might want to change his name, too. First they came for his trophies, and then they came for his name. First they came for his trophies, and you said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Number six. Another Sean Layden quote. Sean Layden told, talk to me, about conversation with Colin. Oh! Particularly to do with his unbelievable post-launch issues following the game's year-long delay. Knowing that Evolution Studios has managed to do things that even Kazanori and the Polyphony team haven't yet accomplished with Gran Turismo, Layden acknowledged the problem and said, quote, in the development cycle, we try to do all things. In the development cycle, we try to test against every possibility. We have a quality assurance team. We have a QA plan. You do a beta test, you scope against that. But now in a connected world, you can't effectively test in your house or in your beta group what it means to have 50,000, 100,000, 200,000 users hit your service. And the guys at the studio are struggling with that. It's throwing up things they had not anticipated. And I get reports from them every day on the progress that they're making, that they're making and it is going forward. It is going slowly, but you never know. 
I'm sorry. I'm going to do that again. It is going slowly, but you know. They tried to do the best, newest, greatest thing to ever happen in the driving genre, and they hit a hiccup. I prefer people to have the ambition to try that, though. It's no fun being safe all the time, end quote. I don't like this quote at all. Yeah, I was going to say. That this, I, have, uh, I have a huge problem with this quote, too. So here's the thing is not, not you, you, you look like you have problems with like the way it's presented. But, you know, they tried to do, their be- they tried to do the best, newest, greatest thing ever to happen in, a dri- in the driving genre, and they hit a hiccup. And they hit a speed bump. Then you mug to the camera, Sean Layden. We all go, ah! <laughs> Sean Layden, you got us with your double uh, entendres about racing. Get out of here, you scamp. I would this call is the thing about like this answer. Wall, but this is the thing up. about this answer is that he's making excuses for a company whose ambition exceeded its ability to accomplish its goals. That is a failure. That is not something you can say like, well, you know, they tried. They did some interesting new things that Kazunori didn't. You know what? Kazunori's games work. Kazunori's games are good. They we'll function. You that. can buy them. You can play them. And they're good. That's Drive Club is not. Drive Club didn't work. It failed to be literally everything it said it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the head. Like that dude. You nailed it. That, Sean Layden's a smart guy. But he's got, I mean, he like, what he's publicly, what's he going to do? Of Eviscerate course, he's not going to, like, throw him under the bus. Yeah. But it's like, this is not an answer or it's not an apology. It's not anything. He's just, I don't know. I didn't like that response at all. I thought it was cheap. What? Would, how would you have responded? As, a, uh, as, you know, president or whatever. Motorstorm Apocalypse was pretty good, though. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Motorstorm Apocalypse was really good. Yeah, it was dope. I would have just been like, we screwed up and... Yeah, I and mean, own we, it, man. And we... The game is not where it needs to be, and the studio has not done what it needs to do. Yeah. And, I mean, like, like, you, like, you have to kind of just be honest with it. Talk her. to me about the things you're doing to make it better. Like, yeah. Tell me what initiatives are happening inside Sony and Evolution to bring it up to the standards that you say it is. Yeah, I mean, because right now it's not. Yeah, and it's it's just, to me. I understand you don't want to throw one of your, especially one of your own studios on, and like, you own this IP. It's been kind of soiled now forever. I mean, like, I, I can't imagine Drive Club will get a sequel. No. Um, they just might as well leave it to Polyphony now to do Gran Turismo Seven. And uh, yeah, you just see, yeah, like, we we totally screwed up, and this game is it's unacceptable. Like, that's that's the kind of terminology I would use. It's like this is unex- like what has this the product has been delivered standards. is unacceptable. Yeah. And. Uh, it won't happen again. And the game was delayed for a year, and we wanted to make it better, and it is not better. Like, just, you know, I think strong talk like that, I think people would really, that would resonate with people. Real talk. Because a lot of people are saying, like, you know, I spent $60 on this game. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, and sometimes it's easy, like, when we're just talking about it from a news perspective, or we get a taste of the game before it comes out, or we get a copy that we're allowed to mess with it in the office. Like, people go and pay for this stuff, and I'm mad for them. It's, it's... If I if I was excited about a racing game and I bought Drive Club and it, and that's what I got, I'd be furious. I mean, playing oh, yeah. the corporate yeah. game, right? He can't come out and say that though, right? And admit that they sold you a broken product because then isn't that then then there's probably some live. The normal response is, all right, cool. Where is my sixty bucks yeah, back? Yeah, yeah. I can't. I mean, the, the the fact is is that, and I, I I would have to really sit and think about it for a long time. But at least in the last two generations or so, I can't think of a a first party game that failed like that. Like you know, like like a first party from a first party studio, a game that was just. You know, because you're not counting SOCOM 4 because that was the PSN being out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. SOCOM 4 was. Just being, I'm just I'm playing. I'm just playing, yeah. playing Devil's Advocate, bro. And obviously there are games like Beyond Two Souls, but that's not. A, I mean, I'm saying saying from like one of the studios they own. Yeah. I can't really think of a game that like came out where it's like. I mean, think about it. It's like how did Mag do? Mag was. I mean, Mag worked. I mean, people okay. and it, you know. Yeah, I think he's talking about games that came out and just didn't. Yeah, yeah, of course. I just, I just didn't know if yeah. Mag had like a successful launch. Or yeah, I mean, think. Of, I mean, just typical. think about the studios. It like was typical. Like, yeah, 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 whatever. Ben was doing their thing. Naughty Dog, Santa Monica, San Diego. Sucker Punch, when Zipper was around, Cambridge, when Liverpool was around, Media Molecule, Evolution, London, Polyphony, Studio Japan. Like, what games had they released that were just totally broken? You know, so, like, this is really almost unprecedented territory for them, too. Yeah. But it's quickly becoming the norm. I mean, look at the Master Chief Collection on Xbox. You cannot match make into a game for Halo 1, 2, 3, or 4. It's it's incredible. Like it's just totally unacceptable. I'm 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 really just on, on behalf of the consumers and our listeners and people that are spending their hard-earned money on these games. It's totally unacceptable. The problem now for us as reviewers and a site that reviews games is how now it's people are uh, all last night after Little Big Planet 3's review went live, people were all up on my my, my Twitch stream yelling at me. Why do you keep? I love that you keep pushing your glasses it's up just, with your it's, thing. It's hands free. He reminds me of Pertilla, like when Pertilla rubs your hand trying to get you to pet him. There it is. Um, that's something. That was something, Mitch. Uh, like the fact that Master Somebody Chief's broken and gets a nine whatever and then Little Big Planet is also cited as having a bunch of problems and gets a whatever. And people are just hung up on the fact that it's glitchy, it's not working, whatever, when there's different complaints inside of the reviews. Yeah, I mean if you 
if you compare apples to apples and you put the scores beside each other and then your only justification for why that's garbage is but it's got bugs like that's not it like the bu- the context of the issues is important when you look mm-hmm. at the scores of game the master chief collection is an amazing set of four games and this is like where mitch the xbot comes online right you xbot it's, it's four amazing shooters in one bundle and that's really great when the multiplayer works it's awesome it's got some issues but the game itself is still amazing Little Big Planet suffers at a fundamental level because of bugs and other issues that Lucy cites in her review, sure. like the ability to, or that like the lack of the ability to have creative freedom in your single player or your multiplayer game. Yeah. Uh, versus what Sony pitched that game as, which is <laughs> not at all what it is. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like the it's 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 people obviously just cherry picking and getting hung up on one thing, of thinking course. that's the reason why like this the happened. Does. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's understandable. Like LBP three looks really good, and it is good. There's some good parts about it, but it's got problems sure. that go beyond the scope of its bugs. Beyond, beyond. Yeah, and I would say people like should look at it from a bigger picture. A lot of studios and developers and and publishers rely on patching right and that's good it's good that they can do that and they can fix games on the fly and do all those kinds of things what publishers and developers need to have the ambition to do is to release a game so spotless like say nintendo does that you know you don't need to and what i would love for someone i would love for a publisher or a developer to be bold enough to say like we don't need to patch this game you know like that will be i guarantee you that will be cd project red like 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 someone needs to do that right like to just say to just say we, we've tested against everything. Like, maybe you have to do balancing or we'll have, like, a 1.01 patch. To, sure. But, like, the game works, and it's going to work out of the box, and we promise you it's going to work. Yeah. You know? Like, but no one makes those bold claims because they know that they can just patch it. Because what if something happens? Yeah, and then the people that, And then their biggest supporters, the people that come out and buy it day one, like, with Drive Club or Halo or Assassin's Creed yep. or whatever is broken, they're the ones that get screwed. And they get a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's totally, everything's a little upside down this fall with this kind of stuff. And Little Big Planet being broken is just bonkers to me. Like, I can't yeah. believe, like, a game like that's even broken. Media Molecule uh, wouldn't have released a broken Little Big Planet game. You know? Yeah. So. Deadlines, man. It's just insa- it's insane. Like, like. Is, I mean, you figure this is the one first party game you know, you know what I mean. Not first party, but you know, one Sony exclusive. Here it is. Thing now, the Drive Club's left for the fall. It's unbelievable. What's left? Is there anything else coming out this year? Like the crew. The crew. Coming. We keep thinking, right? Um, Smash technically. Yeah. Soon, right? Is that this? Week? It's Friday. Friday. Yeah. That's and we played stuff, Smash right? extensively this weekend. Oh, it's so good. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's so and it works. Freaking good. Yeah, actually, that's a good. That's a good point. It's Nintendo. Nintendo is the company that can come out and say it just works because yeah. they don't. They don't rely on multi or uh, online connectivity for updates because their systems just don't really allow for it. Like, yeah, they they have firmware updates and they do have software updates, but they just don't do that. That's just not how they operate. They, and how they roll? They, they finish a game, they delay it out of you know summer ish, and they move it to fall, and they make it work, and they put it in a box and they ship it. If something goes wrong, they'll patch it, but they just don't need to. Yeah, no one, no one bests Nintendo even remotely in terms of quality assurance. The little seal. Yeah, but I mean that seal really. <laughs> me- I mean, a lot, a lot of people lose sight of that, but that seal back in the day really meant something. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a reaction to the early '80s glut of crappy games yeah. uh, that killed Atari. And you know, the, the only game I can think of that Nintendo ever published that that didn't work right, I think, was Other M. There was a. I think there was a game breaking. I'm gonna look it up after we're done with this. Oh the, yeah, I think like there was some... a game breaking bug where you actually had to send your SD card to them to what? fix it. Yeah, like That's there was a very. Specific, there was a, remember that there was a very specific break in that game. Huh? Wasn't it like a weapon? Oh, f- it was something weird where you got trapped in a room or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I only vaguely yeah, remember yeah. it, but I don't. I'm gonna look it up after we go to the, go through the report. Number seven. Number seven. But but just just as an aside, everyone should aspire to Nintendo's quality. In terms of just games working. I do it every day. Whether or not yeah. you like their games me or not is another thing entirely. Reggie. Number seven. Notice me, senpai. <laughs> <laughs> you never have to worry about their games being broken. We played Smash without <clears throat> without a problem at all. Yeah. Number seven. And finally, Sean Lane talked to me about Vita's sales. Yeah. Specifically that they're picking up. That we declined to talk wars. specific numbers. He, here's what he said. Quote, and this is, in, this is an interesting quote. It's a bold quote. I believe that Vita is the best handheld gaming experience full stop, period. I believe you're wrong. Nothing comes close to that. You could talk about your mobile, Nintendo you could talk DS. about your tablet, you could talk about you know your Nintendo platforms or what have you in you the know, handheld space. Nintendo platforms. I think pound for pound, buck for buck, Vita is the best gaming experience you can have. I do believe I do agree with that. I I think with Vita we have a similar opportunity for us and we can continue to cover the content. I think a lot of that content, a lot of the big AAA stuff doesn't seem to be coming across any longer to the handheld. I think development teams have a lot of opinions on what where to take their content and every s- selection they make is I uh, is I do this version, I can't do that version type of thing. Um, he later went on to say that uh, that PS4 uh, 
is helping sell Vitas and that Vitas are trending up because of remote play. But again, I asked them for specific numbers and they would not give them to me. Okay. Now you yeah. were immediately offended by the belief that it was the best game in yeah, 20, I'm not did he say? I, just, not, I know, I know, but just in terms of... I am offended! Excuse me, how sir! What did, how did he phrase I it? I believe that Vita is the best handheld gaming experience, full stop, period. And you believe that? Yes. So now, in the middle, what my question is, what what do you believe? That the, the Vita system, form factor, screen, controls? Or you the ecosystem of games as well? No, I think the ecosystem can use work... Uh, yeah. I think it's pretty great. Yeah, uh, systemically, I think, I think, I think it's it, like one of the best pieces of hardware. Right. Yeah, at a, at a hardware level, it is yeah, the best handheld ever, that's ever been released by far. Yeah, like, software-wise, it, though, it's lacking significantly compared to the DS. The DS library is out of control good, and it has a huge legacy of must-play games. Where okay. the Vita has like the DS or the 3DS, because I would disagree about the 3DS. I think the 3DS doesn't have a lot of games. Um, it has a, a, quite a few good games. So DS even, is the the master library of awesome games. But see, I don't even really count the 3DS as a separate platform. There are mm. games that are 3DS exclusive, but to me, like they're just DS games. Like they, the only thing keeping them from running on a 3D or a DS is the 3D. Like those games still could function on that console. Uh, and most games, like most games on the DS today, come out without 3D, or like they're available in non-3D form. Like they come out as DS games. I okay. can't remember what Smash is. Is Smash 3DS exclusive? That would make sense. Presumably, it's called for 3DS. Is it? You're right. That's a strong point. Strong point. Strong point. Uh, yeah, I think Vita is... I mean, it, it, it just... I mean, it's just my opinion. People are going to be mad at it. You know, some people are going to be mad at it. But, you know, the, the Vita makes the 3DS look like a, a toy. Like a child's toy. In oh, terms man. of, like, the, the, how, its construction, how you hold it, what you can do with it. Have you used the new the, 3DS? Like no, the new, I only the have one that's coming out soon. No, I only have the original with okay. a little nub. Yeah, yeah. You haven't played with the one in the office. Uh, no, I played it at the show. I played okay. it with it uh, yeah. when I played Monster. That's Runner. a that's a fantastic piece of hardware. But it's just it's just they're light years apart from each other in terms of like construction and and, yes. and functionality, like just period. Oh yeah. And the DS is a gaming machine. The Vita is a like multimedia device that I would use to like play PS4 games and I could like watch Netflix and enjoy it. But there's a power there's a power differential too, and now it doesn't yeah. matter um, clearly. Yeah, uh, but when <laughs> I played clear. Fire Emblem, um, and I was like, "Why does it look like this? <laughs> like, why does this game it looks look like, a like Nintendo this? 64 game?" Yeah, like, like it's even though like there are some really ugly games on Vita. Like Valhalla Knights Three is probably the ugliest game mm-hmm. I've ever seen on Vita. That game looks like just trash, terrible, hot trash. And that game looks better than like a lot of games on 3DS. And when I when I played Mario yeah. Golf, when I played, you know, some games look really nice because they're made. With the, I think the 3DS more in mind a lot of the first party yeah. games. I think like Zelda: Link Between Worlds yeah, was yeah, a pretty yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are games that are just kind of puzzling the way they look. And so when I when I go back and play the 3DS every once in a while when there's a game I really want to play on there because there really is like you know a game a few are. times a year. Tales of Hearts ours on Vita. No, uh, one year later. When I but Tales of Hearts is ours an ugly game too. Yeah. When when there's a game that I go back there I'm like Jesus you know like it's just. Maybe I'm just so used to the Vita, but I do agree that pound for pound the Vita is the superior machine. Now, the library is a different story entirely. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo's first party products alone are, are awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Sony's really, not really backing awesome. Vita in the same way Nintendo is still backing. DS. They're not. They're going to try, or they tried, I should say. Yeah. They, they, I mean, Uncharted is still one of the best games on the. You know, and if they kept making games like that or Killzone, um, Soul Sacrifice. I mean, a lot of these games came out. Freedom and They tried, but you know, Freedom Wars obviously yeah. is maybe the last gasp. What about Freedom Wars Two? Well, hopefully we get a sequel. Yeah. But the, the support's different, and so Vita's just turned into more of an indie-centric and some third-party Japanese third-party yeah. machine, and that's fine. Or like a dumping ground for PC ports, which is right. fine. Like yeah. That's great that like Hotline Miami eventually came to Vita, but it's And now it's coming date and date to Vita and true. PC and PS4. But it's still not like the ideal platform for that for me. But still, it's not on 3DS, and that's great for that console. Yeah, it's uh, it, they're just different machines. So mm-hmm. I, I would agree with what he's saying, but to, to, I wouldn't put the, the libraries up against each other. And in terms of the Nintendo DS's library, I love Nintendo DS. Um, that was my favorite handheld until Vita came out, and uh, they're just scores. So many amazing must-play games, games. Yeah. from 2004 to last year. Two I would years love ago. to see Nintendo like go all in on a like a new Game Boy that is sort of like the Vita, like almost like do what Sony did with the Vita, but using like a smaller version of the gamepad for the Wii U. Have a like incredible hardware inside of it. Have a nice, big, gorgeous LCD or LED screen, and something that can run games that look like a Wii U. Well, yeah. Well, th- 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 I always get excited, right? At, at the concept of dumping, you know, not having a Wii U two and just unifying them into one yeah, handheld yeah, yeah. that can beam the game to your well, TV. Well, it's or basically whatever. a gigantic 3DS right now, where you're right. you're holding the bottom screen and looking at the top screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should truncate. It. I mean, the the, the 
I hate that gamepad. So yeah, the gamepad's garbage. I hate it's it. Such a pile of garbage. It's just terrible. It's a cool. Idea it's depressing that even right now for awful. Smash to turn on the unit and then still have to touch the gamepad to turn it on and <laughs> go to use my GameCube controllers. Yeah, it's just a, especially because the GameCube controller, in my estimation, is the best controller ever. And so to have, and so to have, and to have the GameCube controller <laughs> next dead. to the, which is dying, next to the uh, stun silence. I love it. And ergonomically, it's it's wow. Perfect. It's a great controller, and I love it as well for those Nintendo games. That's oh, yeah, the you thing. Could. Well, I wasn't playing third-party games on my game. Exactly. I'm just, well, I think that's where people get hung up in this argument. Is like, Whoa, yeah. but it's like not no. First playing Smash. Yeah, using playing the Mario, stick as a playing... dual analog is a little weird. But yeah. like, if you're playing Sunshine or you're playing Smash or mm-hmm. you're playing, well, that's the thing. Is like Nintendo knew how to take advantage of that piece of garbage and make it effective nobody else oh, did. I, I love that controller Ugh. I remember the first time I held it it was before GameCube even came out because I got GameCube right when it came out I, I guess it was in like a store or something like that I was yeah. like holy sh-, like th- this thing just fits perfectly into my hands like perfectly it just feels right. But it feels like I'm going to break it and has no regard for symmetry at all. It's, it is a weird, like, we don't <laughs> it's care. It's a weird layout, it's, yeah, it's a weird yeah. thing where it's like someone just made that in the back room. But it's like a I, shotgun it, blast of buttons. Like, ah, that'll do. It, it, Ship it, it. it. It worked. Number eight. Number eight. Oh, by the way, before we get off of Nintendo, uh, Smash Brothers again on Wii U is, is just So awesome. good. So good. So really go buy that game. Just throwing that out. Should there. you buy a Wii U for it? Would you buy a Wii U if you did, did not own one? Or no, do you own one? because I don't no. believe in okay. buying a console for one game. Yeah, I'm with maybe you. when there's a Zelda and a Metroid and all that kind of stuff, I don't care about Mario Kart. Okay, buy another. What about Super Metroid? Mario Kart. You can play that Mario Party. Virtually anything. Mario Party's not out yet. Oh man, we're getting another Mario Party. Is that the year? It's got to be coming. Can we do a Mario Party it's not party this year? No. So a Mario Party party though. Yeah, sure. Okay. It'll go on for four hours. We'll all hate it at the end. Yeah, exactly. But we'll do it. Pizza. Pizza. Number eight. Sony Computer Entertainment International has revealed PlayStation View. That's V-U-E. A cloud-based TV service that will premiere on both PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, as well as iPad and other Sony and non-Sony devices. Sony allows access to TV shows, sorry, without a cable subscription. And they've worked out deals with CBS, Fox, NBC, and others. Though Sony hasn't worked out deals with other notable networks and companies like Disney and Time Warner. There's no word on when it'll be available or what it'll cost, though a limited beta will roll out soon to specific people in certain American cities. I'll be interested to see... You know, as we get into the more a la carte world mm-hmm. of cable, how that will work. Yeah, me too. Number nine. Figure out live sports and I'm in. Oh, that's that's basically the only thing keeping me. If I can watch football, and that's why I was keeping my fingers crossed when all those rumors were going on about Google getting and, and the yeah. NFL before huh. before DirecTV screwed everything up. I, I friggin' hate Sunday Ticket. I hate it. It sucks. Yeah. Full stop to, to borrow, <laughs> to borrow, to borrow Full stop, a, period. Full stop, period, to borrow a uh, Sean Layden uh, quote. Jim. Uh it's just absolutely. I called them. I got like th- like thirty dollars back. I'm calling them again because it just doesn't work. Just disgraceful. If go- Google got that, it would have worked, and it probably would have been free. Number nine. If you have Grand Theft Auto Five on PlayStation Four, you might be encountering one of Sony's famous PSN error message. This one reading CE dash three two nine three seven dash four. I know classic CE dash three two five four two nine two five seven two five six seven four. This uh, on PS3, you would encounter so many errors that you actually started to memorize which ones were which. This error specifically has to do with transferring your online character from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4. A patch should fix this problem for you, and it's available starting today, so be sure to be on the lookout for it. Do you remember how quaint it was in the the year that they unveiled Move at GDC when I wore a shirt that had that error code on it? That I, It was like the first time the PSN had oh, ever gone right, out. Yeah, yeah. It was only out for like six hours, but it was like so enraging to IGN fans that I made a shirt and I wore it around. And like we thought that was like the funny, and then like you look now, yeah. like all these codes. And then 2009 happened. Yeah, two and months then... of no PSN. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what were we thinking? We didn't know how serious this could be. Uh, that was the worst. Number 10. Far Cry 4 is, well, we already talked about this, Far Cry yeah. 4's brand new sandbox uh, shooter is presenting people, no, 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 we already covered this. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about this was Far Cry 4 apparently is totally screwed up on PS3. Like, unplayable yeah, for some people. you can't people. even open it. Uh, because, and Ubisoft thinks it might have to do with having a Far Cry 3 save. On what? Yeah. Ubisoft knows that it's looking into all reported issues. Oh, good, I'm glad. And number 11, just some catch-up stuff, turn-based JRPG Y2K, which sounds really cool, is coming to PS4 and Vita in late 2015 or early 2016. An open-world maze-like game Roundabout is coming to PS4 and Vita in 2015. And that is it. Colin. Yes. I have two additional items for the Roper Report. Okay. Usually one's a joke. These are both serious topics. Okay. One, though, is actually news. A scoop that I had no idea. I haven't talked to you about it, so I don't know if you knew it either. Should we have written this already? I think so. Whoops. So we might have to write it afterwards. It's it's a headline. We'll see. Okay. You, you, I'm vetting it right now. Right. We're, we're in the bullpen. You're right. Jeff hit Daniels. Me, hit me with the headline. I'm the redhead. Did he play baseball? No. He's on the newsroom. Saku from Finland writes in and says, Hi, Greg, Colin, and the ever-rotating third chair. 
Hello. Hello. Just a quick question. Zanzaru Games, the team behind Sly Cooper Thieves in Times, announced on their Facebook page that they are not working with Sony on a new Sly Cooper project. What are your thoughts? That's not really headline. I went to the Facebook page. Zanzaru writes, I wanted to respond to a lot of questions regarding Zanzaru Games and Sly Cooper. While we, like you, dearly love the Cooper gang, we are not currently working with PlayStation on a project, and there are no plans to work on another Sly Cooper title. We are very proud of the work we have done on Shattered Crystal and the initiative from Sega on the new Sonic Boom series. Download the demo and give it a try. Gearbox also not working on a Halo game. I don't know. That's like that's not news to me. Hey, yeah, I'm vetting. I'm vetting with you. Fine. All right, yeah, I'm just reading I, one out for you. I actually did see that the other day. We're Zanzaru fans here. I just wanted to say, hey, what's Zanzaru. up? Zanzaru. Zanzaru. We're back to when slide working out. You couldn't say it. Zan. It's got a Z in it. Zanzaru. 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 That that their Sonic game is getting clobbered. Oh, that's them. No, yeah. no. Oh, hold on. No, t- they did the DS version. Yeah. Is that one also getting clobbered? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I apologize. Take it all back. Pile They're both on. getting clobbered. I think. Yeah. Let me look. Which one's that? Called that shattered, sh- shattered crystal. Crystal. What's the console one? Rise of Lyric. Yeah. Who the? I, God, I don't who even really know. even cares? Who, yeah. Who's paying attention to Sonic games? Um, uh, what are your thoughts though? No more Sly Cooper. For Metacritic forty three. Um, uh, I was shocked by the way that, that they, that's a good studio, and I was shocked actually that they, they that game didn't work out for them. I mean, Sly is good. I like Sly a lot, but I think if we took a break from Sly for a while, that'd be okay with me. We did take a big break, uh, and then he no, came no. back. Thieves in and Time, it was, and it sold well, right? Thieves in Time yeah, was fine. Like, it was cool. Yeah. But it was not like, oh, man, we need another one right now. Like, okay, cool. I got it. Sure. I'm good to take a break from this and want it in two, three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, I, yeah, I, all I remember about Sly, other than that it was fun, I, I, I gave it a great review, was that it charted on MPD, which surprised everyone. Yeah. yeah. All right, Colin. Mm-hmm. Final thing for the Roper Report. It's a thing for you, ladies and gentlemen. PlayStation Experience. Podcast oh, yes. Beyond is going to be there. What? Yay. We can finally confirm. We've uh, we've nailed it down. Shuhei, listen to all of you tweeting at him. We get a panel at PlayStation Experience. Nice. Sunday, 12-7, from 3 to 4 p.m., Podcast Beyond Live. Colin Gregg, special guest in the ever-rotating third chair, answering your questions, talking about PlayStation. Probably, hopefully not cursing, because I don't want to edit while I'm in, yeah. while I'm in Vegas. Yeah, editing is dumb. It's dumb. I don't like that at all. But that's exciting. PlayStation Experience coming up. We're there finally. Yep. Sunday. You talk about all the news. Three o'clock. Yeah, we talk about the news, I guess. Yeah. All right. That's good. Be the longest rubber report ever. Live. We've had long ones. Okay, so wait. So we're going to go back to the Metroid. Oh, good. Thing. I want to hear oh, this part. Sorry. Pyrosphere door glitch. This is on the Metroid Wikia. The Pyrosphere door glitch, also known as Sector 3 door glitch, is a potentially disastrous bug in Metroid Other M involving a locked door found in the basement of the uh, desert refinery, which completely halts progress, leaving the player unable to continue without starting over or using an old game save taken before the bug occurred. Consequently, copying the save files to the other does not solve the issue. Nintendo, la- Nintendo later acknowledged the glitch and revealed its cause. If the player encounters this glitch but does not wish to start over, a fixed non-glitch save file of this door for U.S. version is available for download. Cause. In the room after a large da, 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 should the player for any reason backtrack. Yeah, so actually this is interesting. I'll read the whole thing. It, in, in, the, in the room after a large area where Samus was chased by Vorash, she must battle a group of Zebzians. I don't know. And Nova's to receive authorization to use the ice beam from Adam. After that, Samus will reach a long corridor which locks her inside. To unlock the door, Samus must defeat a group of Desgigas. Once all the Deskigas are defeated, the doors will be unlocked. Should the player for any reason backtrack at this point to the room where she receives the ice beam, the door in the basement of the desert refinery will remain locked permanently. And he or she will not be able to continue on further in the game. The door is located... Blah, blah, blah. To avoid the glitch, the player must exit the room via a newly unlocked door near a tall cliff down. Blah, blah, blah. So basically, if you backtrack from that specific point, the game screws up. Nintendo right. has set up a program that allows those affected by the glitch to send in their save data on an SD card so that their data will be fixed. Because wow. they just give it to these QA kids, like, here, fix this. To this day, that code is still open. There's still a department just fixing SD cards. <laughs> well, it's interesting that the, they just eventually made it available for download. Yeah. So you can just download the save. But uh, that was because the Wii could not accept patches. So that was uh, that was an interesting sort of thing. Anyway. Well, OtherM innovated in one way, and that it allowed us to update. Thanks, OtherM. Mitch. Yes! We're excited to see how the crew pans out in December. We are. But that's still weeks away. It is. If I wanted to know what games came to the store this week, where would I go? The complete IGN list of... I, I can't remember no. the name of this thing. No, that's okay. We, we amended it, too. Oh, good. What is it now? It's now 
the the Andrew Goldfarb official or the Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Goldfarb Memorial list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. There are a lot of games this week. A lot, a lot, a lot of games. Lots of games. All right, so many games. Like what? Adventure Time: The Secret of the Nameless Kingdom comes to PS3 and Vita digitally and retail. Starting with the big one. I hope that's better than the last couple, which were apparently not good. Dragon Age Inquisition comes to PS4 and PS3 retail and Woo. digital. Started that game last night. It's real good. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to play it. Real actually, good. Like, which is weird. Uh, Escape Dead Island comes to PS3 digitally and retail. Not hearing good things about it. Yeah, you reviewed it? it? No. I well, played it at an event and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, oh, I, thank you. I also was of that mind. Uh, it is getting slammed everywhere yeah. else. It, yeah, think, I think mm. Game Informer gave it a two. So oh, wow. Polygon. Which, is mm-hmm. the, which is the lowest score I've ever given something. Amy. What, yeah, Amy. Remember. I gave a game a 1.0 on IGN. What, what was, was it? It was, uh, oh, crap. What, what was it called? It was some like fitness training game for Kinect that gotcha. actually didn't work and was unbearable. Oh, was that the launch game? Uh, maybe. I can't remember. Two this five. was like 2011 or something when I was still mm. like, contracting from Canada. 2.5 was mine. Really? What was it? Naughty Bear. PS3. Really? Yeah. Three on Xbox. Colin, it ran a little bit better. I guessed okay. it on a, a, a small podcast this, the past weekend, and they asked me what game I love that I know is bad, and I said Naughty Bear. I know. Uh, Far Naughty! Cry, Far Cry, it's such a great idea. Far Cry 4, PS4, PS3, digital retail. Yes. We're fans of it. Yes. Big fans of it. Grand Theft Auto 5 is available on PS4 digitally and retail. Are you going to play that again, Mitch? Nope. Okay. Not even for the first person to no. see what's happening. No, no. Everyone, I want to see what's happening in first person. I wanna, I've I watched YouTube videos, it. and it is extremely unnerving to watch someone stab somebody in a first person view in that game. Mm. But mm. Okay. it seems cool. I don't know. Whatever. I, I played that game. Whatever. Is it unnerving to stab people with your machete in Far Cry 4? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Okay. You look them in the eyes. I skinned a, an animal in front of Cheryl like the other day, and she's like, why are you doing that? I uh, kicked a chicken, and my girlfriend freaked out that I murdered a chicken. It was fine when I shot an elephant with a rocket. Sure. I kicked a chicken. Yeah. That was it. That was the line. That's the way you got to draw the line. Yeah, Alfredo killed some turtles yesterday, and we all yelled at him. But it's like, and then he, he, he rocket launched her to a bear, and we're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> the bear had it coming. The turtles are cool. Uh, Hatsune Miku Project Diva F2 is available on PS3 and Vita, digital and retail. The Jackbox Party Pack is available on PS4 and PS3 Finally. digital. What is this that? is uh, it's you don't know Jack. You don't like know a million Jack. Different versions. Oh, that's awesome! Actually, I love that game. Uh, kickboxing is available as a PS1 classic digital. I'm waiting for Nick Scarpino Shadow Boxing. Become the King of the Ring as you fight 14 different martial arts experts. Use crushing punches, kicks, and special moves to come out on top. Mm, okay, well, that sounds like a video game, all right. Little Big Planet 3 is available on PS4, PS3 digital, and retail. Blaine writes into Beyond at IGN.com and says. Just wondering if you guys think Sony might have made a misstep with Little Big Planet 3. First, it comes out to no fanfare at all. No push from Sony marking, then bad reviews. Why not hold the game, fix it, and stir some hype, and then release it? Does Sony want its development teams to die? This is the third game for this to happen to. Blaine. Yeah, it's interesting. I, so, weird thing number one, I saw one commercial for Little Big Planet 3. It was during football. Nailed it. Appropriate. Uh, this past Sunday. Um, my suspicion is that Little Big, Little Big Planet 3 was in was rumored to be in development for a very long time. Yeah. We had known Sumo has been working on that game for a long time. So yep. when they announced it at E3, it was like, okay, it was right. So I'm, their thing is probably like, we really need to get, Just get this it game out. out now. Yeah, yeah. Especially for a, a holiday that is weak on exclusives. Didn't Little Big Planet 2 come out in like 2010? Uh, so, I mean, it came, Little Big Planet 2 came out at the same time as Dead Space 2. 2009? Ooh, is that right? No, it's 2010 because 2008 was Dead Space. That's correct. Yes. So it would have okay. been two years. And then in between that, you had Vita. You had P- Little yeah. Big Planet PS Vita, which was done by uh, Double Eleven. Yeah, no. Double Eleven teaming with uh, Tarsier. So, yeah, right. And then there was Carding, which was Mini Molecule. Oh, right? there was Carding. No, that no, was uh, Sleeping Dogs guys. Oh, uh, United Front. Oh, Games. really? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, so they did the um, Mod Nation, and right. Then also did they took Mod Nation and then reskinned it That's as really funny. Little Big Planet, okay. and then tried to get the create stuff. In I it. have to imagine that LBP three was at one point in its lengthy development cycle a bigger and better game than it was. Like its ambition had to be the kind of thing that everyone thinks that game is, which is you can play as Oddsock or Toggle or Swoop or Sackboy at any time with any amount of players and access all these different areas. And that sandboxy approach was like, yeah, nope, this is overwhelming. Let's just make a game that works. Right. Great, this is a big one for us. And I'm going to be reviewing this, I think. Monopoly Family Fun Pack. No, PS4. it's finally out this week? Awesome. Digital Please retail. Please tell me you're not kidding. A new no, era of Monopoly. Oh, we love Monopoly, dude. Period. That's, that's, Full that's, stop. That's real, that's real talk. That's I'd, interesting, because Monopoly is a bad game. Oh. oh, shut up, Mitch. Get your Canadian values out of here. We love capitalism here. 
Monopoly is an awesome <laughs> game. It's a virtually it's a flawless game, basically. A new era of Monopoly for home consoles. The Monopoly Family Fun Pack gathers three Monopoly games, Monopoly Plus and Monopoly Deal, a fast-paced, addictive Monopoly card game. Enjoy the classic Monopoly in new fun Thank ways you. with your friends and people all around the world. Can't wait. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Why say it like that? <laughs> MXGP, the official motocross game. No, I'm sorry. MXGP, the official motocross video game, is available on PS4 and PS Vita digital. PS4 version at retail. A surefire hit, no doubt. Never Alone is available at PS4 Digital. Rabbids Invasion is available at PS4 Digital. Rollers of the Realm, which sounds really cool, is available on PS4 and PS Vita Digital. Vita. Imagine and brought Vita. to life by indie developer Phantom Compass. Rollers of the Realm is set in the era of medieval lands, corrupt kings, and castles of yore with a twist. Bounce on and attack enemies as a pinball. Your characters are the balls. Meeting new characters will unlock the new sets of equipment and abilities. Follow the story of the young rogue and her dog in this fully voiced RPG that brimming with live environments and interactive puzzles. The game, just from screenshots, looks interesting to me. Tiny Troopers Join Ops, which is already on PS3 and Vita, is now on PS4. And WWE 2K15 is on PS4. <laughs> digital and retail. <laughs> Had some interesting times last night trying to make me on it. <laughs> I, I, my, my created career... My created superstar yeah. is Colin. Of course. And they have face technology now to oh, put your see, face on people. But it's not, that's what I thought it was because oh. I never actually looked ahead. I thought it was going to be, hey, Colin, come in and I'm going to scan your face. Yeah, yeah. And then, no, it turns out what you they like, do is you take a, a photo. A yeah, you cut him yeah. out. You put him on the thing. So I cut out his face on the live stream. I uploaded it to it and then put it on. And I thought that I'd be able to blink out the other features of the face. No. You take their face and put it just on top of another face. So it's his. It's photos of his eyes on eyes and photos of his mouth on a mouth. <laughs> no. And so, like, people in the comments are like, no, you should watch the tutorial. Like, go into Photoshop and cut out his eyes and cut out his mouth. And so I did that. But you got to work to make a kid. Yeah, but. Come on, man. And now, stick with me for a second, though. Because, yeah, sure, so, wait, whatever. So this wrestler is, like... Ed Gain wearing another man's face. Yeah, exactly. Not, exactly. Okay. It's Buffalo Bill stuff. But the first time I did it, I did it with the JPEG. I just did it with the, just to cut out of his face, and then I it wasn't transparent. So it's like Colin's face plastered onto eyes and mouth, and then there's all this white space wrapping around the head from like the image that I cut it from. This sounds like the cover of a Slayer album. It is. So I went in and then did it, but then I tried to upload it, and it wasn't working. And I'm not sure still if it's on me or if it's on them, because it's not working today. So I think maybe my image just might be too big as... This is technical, but I'm gonna fix it. But the thing is that, like, here's the, the weird thing about it is that <laughs> yeah. when it's in motion, it actually looks kind of okay. And like, okay. I'm really excited to get the non-screwed up one with the no mouth and the no eyes on there to see if it looks better. Because like, even <laughs> when it's all messed up and he's got this white wrapped around, there's yeah. still moments where he turns his head. And you're like, damn, that looks pretty good. So okay. we'll see. All right. Lots of exciting WWE times ahead for me. I'm excited. Those games are pretty good. Yeah, they, this one isn't didn't review super high. Okay. I think what was it? Is sevens. I heard it was going to be sixes or sevens on IGN. I forget where it ended up. I think okay. sevens is, is in the sevens Sixes somewhere. and sevens. You got the sixes and the sevens and the niners? I'm enjoying it. The, the wrestling part of it's fun. Okay. People, the main, is. The main knock seemed to be the fact that there's like less match modes and all these Don't different care. things. But yeah. I spent an hour trying to make Colin and I was laughing hysterically. So yeah, I just want to powerbomb Colin around. Yeah, Great. you can do that for sure. Don't Great. worry. Believe it or not, we're almost out of time on the show. <laughs> but we've, we've been mixing in the questions early on. That's true. We've been doing a whole bunch of stuff. Do you have any more emails? We have a lot of emails, okay. of course. You want to try? Here here comes the, we'll do the big question. <laughs> this will fi- finish this off. Okay. Jake writes into beyond.ign.com just like you can. It says, dear Greg, Colin, and the chair. With a slew of games hitting name. left and right and center this month, I thought it right to only pick up one to open before Santa Claus comes to town. There are three much-anticipated games on my list. Far Cry 4, Dragon Age, Inquisition, and Assassin's Creed Unity. What would you buy to last until Christmas and beyond? Beyond. That's a big question. I've only played one of those games, so. Uh, I enjoyed and continue to enjoy Far Cry 4 on my replay. Yeah? How long did it take? Did you do everything? So I did did the campaign and a handful of side stuff in about 15 hours. I played five more hours on debug PS4 to get more towers, more outposts. Sure, sure, sure. I got about half of each. So 20 hours for that. I'm on my second playthrough now, and I'm at like 10 hours doing everything methodically, obsessing over getting everything. And like, it will probably take me 20, 30 more hours to do it again. Yeah. And like, I know that game inside now. I know how to get through this stuff very quickly already. So that game is meaty. It is not as big as Dragon Age Inquisition. Dragon Age is bigger. Like if you if you want something good specifically just to occupy time, Dragon Age might be the one. Mm-hmm. Why do you say that? Just because there's just more missions, more it side quests. It is so more. big. Like that game is enormous. There's so much. Like it's it's a bunch of gigantic open spaces with amazing side quests and things to do. And there's all these different character interactions. And you have a like a palace of your own where you can go and be like the Justicar and like make all these judicial decisions to 
send people away sure, or execute sure, sure, more sure, of it. Sure. Like, there's so many pieces that just it takes forever. I gotcha. can't wait. I can't wait to play that. My personal recommendation Dota two. Dota two is your 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 personal recommendation. I I mean like I you know me I'm not a big fantasy RPG guy. So Dragon Age immediately I'm like yeah but I keep hearing such amazing things about it. But Far Cry, I I know how I played Far Cry three. Of great one story mission. I'm out in the world and I'm gonna go to every radio tower. Yeah, I'm gonna do else. everything. Yeah. I'm not gonna do anything until I get the bigger wallet from the sharks. You know what yep. I mean? Like you that, will do all of that stuff. And, and that's the thing of falling on that rabbit hole. Yep. That's what I'm excited for. I'm ten hours in now on my replay, as I said, and I am doing every side quest and I have like six hours of like fashion week quests to do. Yeah, like, I was races about these, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. I love it. I wanna do it all. So I'll do all of that. Um and like there's co-op if you want to go like take down fortresses and outposts together. The PvP is really good. Like I really enjoy how they captured like the open-endedness of Far Cry's Heart and Soul and put it in a multiplayer competitive framework. Sure. Uh, just hope it continues to work. Mm-hmm. Colin, mm. you've only played one of those games. Mm-hmm. What have you heard? Where would your heart lie right now? Oh, just far, turn- far Cry for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm about ten hours into my Far Cry. I'm twelve percent through the game. So yeah, look at Colin's map, and I'm like, wow, this is. When I was at it, four hours. Yeah, like you were just doing everything. Yeah, I was like cleaning up. Like, yeah, yeah, you got like, every one of those little icons on the map. Like, man, all you the diamonds, especially. Yeah. I got to get rid of all the diamonds. Got to get that treasure. I was ignoring like half that garbage. Yeah, I got to get rid of it because I like I like the map being clean, and then I just inch over towards like yeah. the next outpost or the yeah. next yeah, tower, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I just get everything around it. And That's if I, I run like into too. a story mission, and that, I, that the thing is, I try to balance the story missions to do them so that everything kind of ends at the same time. Because sometimes you can like run and do all the you know all the towers and stuff, and then you have like all these story. Man, I don't want to do that. I want to mix it up as a, a little more organically. Sure, but it's awesome. I love it. I really, really love it. Um, Pagan Min, uh, I you know Mitch was saying that he's not in the game very much. I can't speak to that, but just the intro, the intro we saw, but like even when you're at the table in the very beginning, of the, the game dinner is scene awesome. is awesome, incredible. Like it's just so good, and you know it's a shame that he's not in it more. But that world feels alive. Um, and there's just funny things happening all the time in it too. Yeah. It's it's it, I would say it's unintentionally funny, but I think it's intentionally funny. Yeah, and the, the randomness that, like, and the craziness. Yeah, like like I'm like fighting these guys suddenly, like a tiger comes attacks yeah. me, and and you know I I was getting attacked by like four wolves yesterday. It was really funny, and I jumped on top of this crate, and they all gather around me, and I just threw a grenade in the middle of them and just blew them all up, <laughs> and then I just went through and skinned them. All <laughs> it's and so made, good. Like, a wallet. When, whenever you get like you throw a C4 down and you wait for like a bear to mosey by, and he's like like you put it by a beehive because you know they're gonna go to the beehive. You just Winnie send that C4 off and they just whoosh, over the waterfall. Beautiful. It's really, really funny. Yeah. Honorable mention to Lego Batman 3. Lost oh, yeah. doing that. That's, that's, what I, that's what I'm lost in right now. Yeah. I want to platinum that before I go to Far Cry. Honorable mention to Freedom Wars. Uh, another game. I mean, yeah. Like, Freedom Wars now just to the point of I can't advance without other people. The missions are so tough. I started like reading. And I'm totally down the rabbit hole of reading GameFAQs message boards, trying to figure out where to get these crafting materials I need. And they're talking about crap I haven't even seen yet. And I'm like 56 hours into that game. Like, oh, God. Honorable uh, mention to you. 30 Dota pieces 2. of DLC today. Oh, wait, what is wow. It? Yeah. No, I was just Dota 2. The only game I play anymore. DC uh, Universe Online's got a new pack <laughs> out, too. Uh, just as a quick aside, because I, I tweeted about this, so we haven't talked much about Vita games recently. Tales is out. I played it for a couple hours. It's It's Tales. But uh, I played it on, when we went to Kentucky, I played Home, which is a very short uh, survival horror game that's mm-hmm. really interesting. It's a 2D one, right? Yeah, it's all about a story of a guy and his wife, his like estranged wife. It's really, really interesting. I have and I think it's only like $2. That sounds like Silent Hill. Um, and uh, I played Race the Sun, which is already on PC, but it's really right at home on Vita. Um, and it's a really quirky racing game where the sun is setting in the distance and you have to like race quickly and so it's runner set. right you're trying yeah. to keep it's you're really, really powered it's right? hard as hell yeah but it's really 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 made the time go so y'all play that persona q yet i have not no. mm, me either i want to okay love that persona. you should do it okay follow your heart ladies and gentlemen that's podcast beyond episode 368 thank you so much for joining us remember we are ign's playstation podcast oh. the number one playstation podcast on the internet the mp3 posts each and every tuesday on mp3 services around the world and ign.com then over on Wednesday, you get the MP4 video version. You get it on IGN.com, YouTube.com, slash IGN. And, of course, the completely free PlayStation 4 IGN app, which you should download. Look for Colin and I hugging in the store. It's the easiest way to find it. <coughs> oh, dear. Oh, my <laughs> this God. This will be my final He's podcast. Going. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. IGN keeps the lights on, so go to IGN.com. Read the articles. Watch the videos. Make sure you sign up for Prime. Contribute to the wikis. Tweet about IGN at IGN. We... Are a whole bunch of different Twitter names. I'm at Game Over Greggy. Colin is at No Taxation. Mitch is at Fudge. 
Mitchie D. It's Mitchie D. That did you seriously forget that? Yeah. Wow. And that's how I knew you for the longest time. Before yeah. I ever knew you knew you, I knew that's you That's how Mitchie D. 90% of this industry refers to me professionally. Wow. That's cool. We, get, we work in a cool place. Yeah. Cool industry. Ladies and gentlemen, every podcast beyond ends in a song. It's a segment we call Ryan's Wrap Up. Today's is from one, some person right outside there. Eric Sapp. Ah, his new album came out. Exactly. Eric Sapp does all the covers and cool art things you see. He probably made the one, the Beyond Banner we use all the time with yep. me and Colin Huggin, because that's the only pictures Colin and I take. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put out an album called Recollector. Recollector. I like calling it Recollector, though. Re- Recollector. It's, it's Recollector. Recollector. Uh, if you want to get it, you can go to recollector-album.tumblr.com. You can get all the links there, find it all this. This song is called Guilty Light. Until next week. Beyond. 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 Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! For the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! (laughs) Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.